I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us or capegunworks.com. You can join the conversation and you can also call or text the Rapid Fire line 508 508- 444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And p- please don't forget to like and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks everywhere except Instagram, who Zuckerberg us. Um, we are CGW underscore backup on Instagram. And you can also find us at Rapid Fire Radio on all the usual social media suspects, big tech platforms, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so Cape Gunworks, CGW underscore backup on Instagram or Rapid Fire Radio on all of the uh, social media platforms. We're actually broadcasting live right now on Instagram and uh, that'll last for about one segment and then we'll kick everybody over to the website. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about today. I appreciate your time and everybody tuning in. Uh, it's been great uh, interacting with you guys on the chat. The chat has been on fire every week as we we record this show. And big news, we got some uh, changes coming in the new year. So uh, we're going to be going almost exclusively to a podcast version of this show. So we may or may not be on the radio when you go to listen to it next time uh, after the first of the year. So uh, we're going to be doing long format in the second hour. So we'll get a chance to get some good guests on and talk to them for longer than uh, 10 or 15 minutes. And also, uh, I think, create a whole more interesting conversation for that second hour. The first hour will be largely the same. We'll have all the usual breaks that we do uh, to give good props to our sponsors. We appreciate those who sponsor the show and are a part of bringing this good content out to you guys week in and week out. And we enjoy doing it. So... A lot going on here at Cape Gunworks. It's been busy. Everybody seems to be in the buying mood right now. uh, The Christmas spirit has got upon everybody, and they're out buying guns and gift cards and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff for those loved ones or for themselves. Sometimes people shop for yourself on Christmas, right? I remember I used to do that. My parents would give me a 30 bucks and say, go Christmas shopping for the family. And I remember spending 20 bucks on myself the first time and going, Oh shoot, this only leaves me 10 bucks to buy something for everyone else. <laughs> uh yeah, I got in a little bit of trouble after that. I had to learn a valuable life lesson. So, make sure you take care of the other people in your life first. Then buy that something special for yourself at Cape Gunworks, right? Or wherever you might find your favorite items to treat yourself with. But anyway, um don't forget the phone number is 508-444-2120. And our poll question of the day 
is what is your favorite caliber? This will break the internet tonight. Nine millimeter, 40, 45, or other. We could have gone into the sunset with others. So we just bucketed them all in there because I think that 40 will even get more votes than one of the other category calibers, unless it's like 38 special or something like that. But anyway, you can find the poll question at rapidfireradio.us. You scroll down and vote in the poll or go to our Twitter page, Rapid Fire Radio, all one word on Twitter and vote because it's important that we know what your favorite caliber is. This is this is crucial scientific poll type stuff. And maybe it's a rifle caliber, maybe it's a shotgun, whatever. That'll go in the other category. But most people, I would say, are going to be 9mm, maybe 45, my guess. But I'm going to go, I'll start the, the voting off by saying... I'm going with 9mm, and I know it's boring. I know it's not exotic or exciting. But the reason I pick 9mm is because it's cheap and cheerful to shoot. It's easy to find for the most part, except when we have a massive uh, <laughs> a massive crisis on our hands. Um, it's reliable, and it's got plenty of stopping power if you're using it for defensive purposes. so And it's probably one of the calibers that I can shoot at a higher rate of fire and still be defensively accurate um, based on the amount of recoil. So it's a fun gun to shoot. But 22 falls into that category as well, although I don't think it's a good defensive caliber. So anyway, we could talk about calibers all day, but I want to hear from you. What's your favorite caliber? 9, 40, 45, or other? And uh, right now it's 40 and other. I don't even have a single vote for 9mm right now. So, uh, But go over to the Twitter page and make your voice heard. So, um, All right, guys, lots to talk about. We have um, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about is uh, because I just finished his book. Mike Deddy wrote a book, Operation Wide Receiver, um, the ATF gun walking scheme that started in uh, – Tucson, Arizona. And basically, he was just trying to be a good citizen. He was a gun dealer that did a lot of gun shows at the time. And uh, once he started to suspect that there was some cartel members that were buying guns, he did the right thing. He reached out to the ATF, gave him the info, and then he agreed to be on the uh, uh, a confidential informant for them, which lasted about three years. And throughout that three years, they sold thousands of guns that he know knows went across the border and he thought um he trusted the atf to really be accountable for each one of those guns and actually they were trying to take down or that's what they told him some of the big cartels and at the end of the day nothing happened um and worse things happened which was the this led to a much bigger operation called fast and furious you might have heard about that one because it got national news attention. It also, there was Senate hearings on it. One, by the way, that Attorney General Eric Holder refused to appear at and was held uh, in contempt, although nothing ever happened as a result of it. He claimed attorney-client privilege with Obama. And um, 
but they were this was an operation where they were knowingly putting guns into bad people's hands that were going to then take them to uh take them across the border and i was talking about this with mike Deddy because some in the past couple of days it's come to light that steve dettelback the new director of the atf is going to destroy the guns that were used in this gun walking uh, operation and they're going to start to destroy a lot of this evidence uh, from the Operation Fast and Furious. Um, so when I was talking with Mike about this, he said, um, you know, there were there were people that were involved in this gun dealers, like third generation gun dealers that got arrested and their whole families were put into prison because the ATF decided to pin this on them once the uh, once everything started to go south. Once things started to run south and the Senate looked into it and started to ask some tough questions about, hey, why are you letting these guns walk into Mexico and knowingly falling into the hands of uh, drug cartels? And they basically said, well, it's not us. It's these dealers. These rogue dealers are letting these guns go and we got to do something about it. So they'd arrest these dealers that were confidential informants for the government. And if it wasn't for Mike taking such detailed records and crossing his t's and dotting his eyes he feels that it would have been the same for him so uh, anyway we'll talk a little bit about that on the other side we want to thank you for listening to rapid fire and if you use this week's discount code machine gun at capegunworks.com you will get a very special discount off your entire online order go to capegunworks.com and use the code machine gun to get your special discount today and don't forget anything over 300 bucks is free shipping we'll be right back this is rapid fire the firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today the uscca can help fortify your home sharpen your awareness and develop your defensive plan go to uscca.com remote and use code word works Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. And welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Before the break, we were talking about uh, the ATF wanting to destroy all this evidence from Operation Fast and Furious. And uh, one of the things that, you know, doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion, is that these guns had real significant implications. We know... um, that Brian Terry was killed. He was a Border Patrol agent. He was killed with one of the guns that was sold in this Operation Fast and Furious. And the ATF had developed a whole host of gun walking schemes, even in our inner cities, 
uh, didn't necessarily all happen on border towns, but they would do it to try and, uh, you know, get criminals or whatever uh, for illegal gun buys. Uh, so these guns got proliferated throughout the country and into Mexico. And one of these guns was used to murder uh, Border Patrol agent Brian Terry. Not to mention, uh, when they arrested El Chapo, the big drug lord from Mexico, he had guns in his possession that were sold in this Operation Fast and Furious. Um, Ammo Land has an article about this and says, Yesterday, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms notified that it intends to destroy the firearms associated with the botched Operation Fast and Furious. Representative Jim Jordan, ranking member of the House Committee on the Judiciary, wrote the ATF Director Stephen Dettelback on December 6th, I strongly urge you to reconsider this decision and request that you preserve this evidence. The reasons for Jim Jordan's letter should be self-evident, but nonetheless spells them out. Not so much for Dettelback, who knows uh, and is plotting this move because of them, but for the benefit of interested gun owners and for other Americans who open minds still interested in holding accountable those government actors responsible for overseeing a criminally negligent, at best, operation that has resulted in untold deaths to date. That ongoing legal action requires evidence to be preserved and that ATF, the agency that stonewalled investigations and retaliated against whistleblowers, now seeks to be the agent of its destruction and is a good circumstantial indicator that its priority remains one of covering up. Jordan I'm is, from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah. Jordan is lauded as an honorable man, a truly pro-gun congressman who has dedicated his life to protecting our rights and draining the venomous swamp in Washington by the no-compromise gun owners of America. That acknowledged as the surviving members of the citizen journalist duo that broke the fast and furious story and ushered it through the wider media notice and whistleblower protection from the House Oversight and Government Reform and Senate Judiciary Committees. I have to take exception with a common and deliberate by many misassumption that he repeats in his opening sentence, botched Operation Fast and Furious. It was only botched if you believe the excuse makers. There was no sting about it to characterize this evilly, cynically, cynical and lethal criminal collusion as such is beyond absurd. You don't let thousands of guns escape into the wild, totally losing control of them, and knowing that they will be found at crime scenes next to bodies and traced back to U.S. gun stores, and then think that following a trail between a small-level buyer and a small-level user is going to lead you to a cartel kingpin. Besides, once the guns crossed the border... There was no attempt to follow any trail. In fact, Mexican authorities were purposely kept in the dark, and ATF's Mexican attache was not allowed to inform them, uh, leading to screaming machetes with man, uh, matches with management. Yet botched gun sting has been the narrative parroted by the media and politicians, including far too many Republicans who should know better. To illustrate how ridiculous it is to believe, colleague Kurt Hoffman came up with a plan I believe to be a brilliantly absurd comparison that paraphrased the business plan explained by the cartoon South Park's underpants gnomes. Phase one, encourage gun dealers and sometimes pay them as confidential informants to sell guns to known traffickers. 
Phase two, question mark. Phase three, humbly accept plaudits as Mexican drug cartels comes crashing down. As for botched, the late conservative talk radio Rush Limbaugh legend uh, Rush Limbaugh said it best. The program backfired. It was discovered. Um, So basically because it was discovered is why it backfired. And and, uh, that's what he was saying. Jim Jordan's letter to Dettelback should be an effective warning, but if it will proved to be a deterrent remains yet to be seen. When Republicans were in control of both the House and the Senate, they made great political hay over Project Gunwalker hearings. But aside from a contempt of Congress charge against then-Attorney General Eric Holder that went nowhere, they failed to play hardball and hold key, key players legally accountable. Even Donald Trump just used it to score political points and then moved on to other self-interests. There's no reason Dettelback, knowing... He has the full backing of Joe Biden, the Merrick Garland DOJ, and the Chuck Schumer Senate has to fear any personal repercussions if he destroys evidence that could have ended up being tied to additional crimes. And it's nonetheless part of a historical record that justice demands be preserved until all the questions have been answered. But that will never happen. They're not only never asked, but the questions don't have the background understanding to know what to ask. Yes, it is a very unsettling, um, unsettling time. Uh, but tell me, tell me what you think about that whole mess. Call 508-444-2120 um, if you want to weigh in on that. Um, it's a definitely a very dark, dark time in our nation's history. That whole Operation Fast and Furious, Operation Wide Receiver, and the various other gun walking schemes that the ATF has been a part of. But that's just one of the major botched if you want to call it botch or criminal operations that the ATF has, uh, has foisted upon the American people. Think about, uh, Waco. That all started because they suspected that the branch Davidian leader had a full auto machine gun that he didn't pay a $200 tax on. He was using a Hellfire trigger, which is like the echo trigger or the binary triggers or the bump bump stocks or whatever. Um, and he had those. And they could have just given him a call, knocked on the door, said, hey, we're here. But no, they got to roll in with the, with the uh, I like, uh, who was it that called it the jackbooted thugs? Uh, called them the jackbooted. I think it was Wayne LaPierre, actually. And uh, that's when Bush Sr., withdrew his life membership from the NRA. Uh, But basically, they burnt the whole complex to the ground because they suspected that he wasn't paying a $200 tax on a gun that he's legally able to own and possess. It's unbelievable. Look at Randy Weaver. Um, That whole nightmare that happened. By the way, another operation that happened under, uh, what was her name, Janet... uh, Janet uh, Reno's yeah watch under the Clinton administration, which, by the way, was responsible for the 94 assault weapons ban. Oh, my. But they go to Randy Weaver's place, completely surrounded with HRT snipers, Lon Hariuchi, who was present at um, Waco and at Randy Weaver's um, Ruby Ridge there, uh, all because he was compelled by an confidential informant to cut a shotgun barrel shorter than 18 inches. So he sawed off a shotgun barrel to 17 inches or whatever it was, 17 and a half inches. 
which created uh, how many people to die. I know they shot Randy Weaver's son in the back as he ran away. I know they shot Randy Weaver's wife in the head as she held their baby in, in their arms, in her arms. And all of this over gun control legislation, where we have an enumerated right, we have the right to keep and bear arms, we have, which says, by the way, shall not be infringed. And all of this government violence upon the citizens of America took place because of infringements, which are unconstitutional to begin with, on the, on the people of America. And then you see their, their brilliant gun walking schemes, Operation Fast and Furious, Operation Wide Receiver, and other stuff. Not to mention all everything that's about to happen. Folks, this is a, a new era in gun control with the two big things that are about to happen with uh, pistol braces uh, and, um, you know, triggers like the forced reset triggers. We already had some stuff happen with quote-unquote ghost gun. This is all regulation changes. It's not Congress writing a law, but they are letting a executive agency, a three-letter agency, change regulation, which is tantamount to changing law, because guess what happens if you run afoul of these regulations? They will put you in government cages, they will take your livelihood, they will take your money, and they will lock you up and they will seek indictments. We'll talk about that on the other side of, of this, someone who ran afoul of this. But so we, we estimate that there's between 20 and 40 million pistol braces in the wild right now that have been either sold with pistols or have been sold separate from these pistols that have been installed by the end user. And we have 20 to 40 million of those. So what's going to happen when the uh, ATF regulation comes into effect? No law will have been passed, but it's going to make 20 to 40 million Americans felons overnight that could now be locked up, put in government cages, have their money taken from them, put their family and livelihood in jeopardy, all because the ATF decided to act upon uh, you know, the will of the executive branch of government in total violation of the Constitution of the United States. I would ask everyone who's a free thinker out there to put the same standard on any other right and see if it's acceptable to you. Would you allow the government to tax your ability to speak freely? Would you allow the government to charge a fee so that you didn't have so that you can uh, exercise your Fourth Amendment right. So you could put a little plaque on your door that says, I paid my tax, don't come in my house and start rummaging through my stuff. None of us would tolerate that. But somehow, we allow three-letter agencies out there to, to go ahead and infringe upon our constitutionally enumerated rights. We have a winner. Scott B., look for our email you won the ammo can with the mystery gift in it and this week we're giving away a whole pound or almost a whole pound excuse me of blackout coffee from uh the good people at blackout coffee this is also the guns and gadgets 2a blend which is a medium roast it's awesome if you like jared and guns and gadgets you'll love his coffee it's good stuff and it supports the work that's being done out there 
Uh, so we're going to be giving that away. So make sure you go to rapidfireradio.us, sign up and win this wonderful bag of whole bean coffee. And we'll pull the winner for next week's show. Don't forget this week's discount code is Machine Gun. So go to our website and on checkout, use Machine Gun for a very special savings. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. Remember, we are moving Rapid Fire to a podcast-only show in the new year. So you can always tune in at rapidfireradio.us. We will be off the airwaves soon. So tune in to rapidfireradio.us. Sign up for our email alert, which in a lot of ways is better because you can listen anytime you want. And we might be forcing your hand to go from traditional radio to the internet. The age of the internet. And I know that's going to bum some people out. But the big advantage is once you've been brought into the new age, you can listen anytime. <laughs> so anyway, it's going to be better. I promise it's going to be better. It's going to free us up to do some other stuff that's going to be awesome. So, yes, rapid fire. Um, but anyway, uh, and G-Webs pointed out in the chat that today is actually the anniversary of Brian Terry's death, which I did not know when I went into that whole monologue. So um, thank you for sharing that. And uh, may he rest in peace and the foundation that has been formed in his name uh, hopefully continue to go on and do some great work out there for other uh, law enforcement that are killed in the line of duty. So uh, G-Webs also points out that ATF holds over 10,000 firearms in their evidence collection. So it seems like they don't lack storage space. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just the, uh, it's just the thing, um, you know, that they, they have to do because, hey, it, it's a bad look for them, right? It's egg on their face and they don't like that. Egos get involved and, you know, that's the way it goes. Speaking of egos getting involved, um, there's a guy named Charles Chuck Palmatier. Uh, he was a 74-year-old guy down in uh, Florida, 
and he will now be serving one year and one day in a federal prison for selling guns at the Volusia Flea Market in Deland, Florida, without an FFL. Palmatier was charged through federal information rather than an indictment. He was accused of not being a licensed dealer of firearms with the meaning of Chapter 44 in Title U.S. 18 Code. Uh, he did willfully engage in the business of manufacturing and dealing in firearms. On September 7th, Palmatier pled guilty to the single count, which carries a maximum of five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. He accepted a plea deal and was sentenced last week to serve 366 days in a federal prison. It is not known why Palmatier refused to stop selling guns after the ATF warning him uh, that he needs to stop. Maybe he needed the money. Maybe he's just stubborn. It doesn't really matter. Sending him to federal prison was not the right answer. I'm sure his refusal bruised a few ATF egos, but therein lies the problem. A bruised ego should not serve as a predicate for a full-blown federal investigation. In this case, it clearly did. Uh, By the way, this is also an article on Amoland.com. And uh, on September 7th, uh, let's see here, um, after the Joe Biden weaponized the ATF. So if you don't know what that is, when he came on, he said that he is going to create a zero tolerance task force to go after these rogue gun dealers. And I predicted exactly what is happening. I said what that means, because I remember reading about these gun walking schemes and some of the other ATF schemes that ended up creating huge amounts of egg on their face and multiple millions of dollars in expenditures and not resulting in any, uh, you know, criminals going to jail for long periods of time. So they always find themselves in this situation where they have to justify their existence because they do such a horrible job at their, at their profession and they often target the wrong people. They're targeting people who are you know, responsible, good people that are trying to make a living or do the right thing, and they throw the book at them. But yet, meanwhile, criminals all, all over the place are walking the streets. And even in this, the aforementioned gun walking schemes, a lot of the low-level guys that were doing the buys, the straw purchasers, they didn't end up doing jail time. They pled it out because they're trying to get the bigger fish, fish up the line, which never ended up happening. But anyway, um, so... They end up with egg on their face because they've spent all this money. And so this zero tolerance task force that Joe Biden has put together for the ATF saying, go out and clean our streets from the off scouring of the earth and basically get rid of these rogue gun dealers. Well, they found out that they're not really rogue gun dealers out there. What they're doing is there's mistakes on the Ford federal form 4473 and when they make a mistake, they call it a willing infraction if they've been told about it prior. And if somebody spells their, you know, city wrong or does some, you know, date wrong or or forgets to put in their uh, uh, birthplace correctly or they abbreviate it, et cetera, et cetera, that's a willful knowing violation of the 4473. So the Zero Tolerance Task Force has uh, named... Uh, FFLs for revocation 500 times more than ever before. So the revocation hearings are up 500 times. 
And it's not because they're selling guns out the back door to gangbangers. It's not because they're losing track of guns. It's not because they're selling guns to prohibited people. It's not because they're not conducting background checks. It's because of clerical errors that would happen to anyone. And by the way, the ATF isn't uh, as pure as the wind-driven snow. They live in a glass house. They have lost thousands of guns and parts in their destruction facilities. Not to mention, they get to round up. We've lost anywhere from 20 to 30 guns. Okay, well, what is it? Is it 20 or is it 30? Because if I come in my, if they come in my shop and I estimate, I'm going to jail, folks. You know, if I'm in the, if they come in the gun shop to do an audit and I estimate that I sold between 20 and 30 guns, they're going to be like, uh, well, is it 20? Is it 21? Is it 29? Is it 30? How many is it? And what are the serial numbers? What's the make and model? And where were they seen last? And who did you sell them to? And where'd they go? I have to give an account for every single one. But the ATF, eh, 20 or 30, you know, I don't know. There's 50 or 60 that are missing. So we'll just round it up, you know, unbelievable. But anyway, that same three-letter agency can put you in a government cage for a long time to come. 508-444-2120 is the phone number, the rapid fire line, if you want to give us a call or if you want to um, weigh in on whatever we're talking about today. Um, and the poll question of the day is, what is your favorite caliber? Nine millimeters, 40, 45, or other? That other category can be big. So uh, right now, nine millimeters leading the charge at 60%. 40 at 20, 0 at 45, which, come on, where are all you 45 guys out there? I know you're out there. And other is bringing up the rear at 20%. So um, go over to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down to the poll question, enter, and you can also see the results there. Or go to Rapid Fire Radio, all one word on our Twitter page, and you can vote. So anyway, that's what... Uh, is going on here because of Biden's zero tolerance for human error policy. FFL revocations have increased by 500%. ATF's unconstitutional home inspections, which a lot of you aren't even aware of these occurring, uh, they call live knock and talks, have become more like home invasions and have scared the daylights out of more than a few law abiding gun owners who are lucky enough to answer the door, unlucky enough to answer the door. Some of them are actually recorded on ring cameras too. Uh, so there's some of the video of these uh, knock and talks are floating around. And basically they're more like scare and uh, threaten because that's what they are basically. Uh, ATF inspector, one ATF inspector was caught red-handed creating an illegal gun registry with her phone. She was sitting there taking pictures of all of the 4473 uh, documents that she was inspecting. She's just clicking away, and somebody filmed her taking pictures of, of them with her cell phone. A congressional whistleblower revealed that Biden's crackdown on homemade firearms, which he calls ghost guns, was based on an ATF hoax. Uh, and 4 million Americans are poised to become felons overnight because the ATF is tinkering with rules and regulations regarding pistol braces and aftermarket triggers. I already mentioned this, and it's way more than 4 million, um, 4 million Americans. So anyway, that's uh, 
that's all that we have to look forward to. So um, <laughs> within the Biden ATF zero tolerance policy era of, um, you know, the Biden administration here. So and Stephen Dettelback taking uh, taking it on uh, full, you know, full steam ahead. Um, so, yeah, uh, all for a, 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 a right that says shall not be infringed. And none of us would tolerate it for anything else. As I mentioned before the break, we wouldn't suffer our Fourth Amendment rights uh, being treated or taxed or given an ID or given a background check. Since when do you need a background check to vote? Or since when do you need a background check to um, you know, go to church? Or since when do you need a background check to... Uh, write an op-ed article in the newspaper. You don't, right? So all of a sudden, we live in an era where uh, the one right that says shall not be infringed is the one that gets infringed, and all other ones uh, eventually will be infringed upon when they take away the right to keep and bear arms. But anyway, um, yeah, let's see how that all goes. Something else that's interesting, newsworthy, is Newtown Action Alliance founder, and I think Sandy Hook anniversary is today as well, um, if I'm not mistaken, the anniversary of Sandy Hook. Uh, and we have Newtown Action Alliance founder Mark Kelly, who's a senator from uh, Arizona, has refused to sign on to the uh, assault weapons ban in the Senate. Um, he basically knows he lives in a very purple state and the people of Arizona love their guns. And so they won't, um, they won't sign on. He won't sign on, even though he's the founder of uh, Newtown Alliance Action Alliance. And they tweeted out that AR-15s have been the weapons of choice for mass shooters since Sandy Hook. The bill to ban assault weapons passed in the House in July and POTUS is ready to sign the bill into law. These 60 senators are standing in the way. They are still willing to arm mass shooters with AR-15s. I might have that back uh, wrong, by the way. Uh, Mark Kelly, I think, isn't the Newtown uh, Action Alliance founder. I think he is the um, founder of one of the other uh, gun control organizations. But anyway, I'll look into that and get back to you on that. But uh, fortunately, there are 10... Democrats who have refused to co-sponsor the bill. I'm not saying they're all going to not vote for it, but I don't think they have the votes. It might be DOA on this at this point, but we'll see how it goes. So anyway, we're headed for a break, but before we go, you should head over to capegunworks.com and use this week's special discount machine gun. If you want to take a very uh, take advantage of our, our generous discount, go ahead over to capegunworks.com and use code word machine gun on checkout. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Carrying a firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. 
Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. We want to urge you to go over to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down, and sign up to win. Davey won this week, and uh, even though it says Scott B., so I guess I'm outing you on the the air here, uh, brother. Sorry about that, but uh, you can win a bag of blackout coffee. The 2A Guns and Gadgets blend. It's a medium roast whole bean coffee that smells delicious. By the way, it's sitting here on my desk. And uh, you want to win this, so go over to capegunworks.com or rapidfireradio.us. Scroll down and enter to win uh, this this week's giveaway. So uh, we'll pull it next week. You'll know who won next week. So there you go. Um, and this week, we have a gun of the week. Uh, last week's gun of the week was pretty cool. We had that, uh, it was the STR, the Stoger STR9 with a Vortex red dot sight. Well, this week we have the M&M M10X rifle. And it is a very cool gun because it's a hybrid. It's like a cross between uh, Mikhail Kalishnikov's and Eugene Stoner's designs. It's like they got together and uh, put their collective heads together and started thinking, how can we marry these two? And this is what they came up with. No, uh, M&M M10X is a very cool gun uh, from North Glen, Colorado. And uh, they um, shoot 7.62 by 39. They are a piston-driven gun with an adjustable gas system. And they take AK mags, which is really cool. Um, and I tell you, the mag goes in like butter. It's unbelievable. Because most AK mags, I personally have a little bit of a uh, fist fight with. But this gun is super cool because it comes with ambidextrous safety, unlike an AK, which has a very clunky, awkward safety. Uh, and I apologize if some of my uh, personal suppositions of the AK design start to ooze out in this uh, talk about the M10X because you'll you'll hear some of the things I don't like about the AKs as I describe the things I like about this M10X. And I know that's blasphemy for the true dyed-in-the-wool AK guy, but um, it has a charging handle that can be put on the left or the right side. Uh, so I love that because I as an AR type guy, I like to run the charging handle with my left hand and keep my uh, hand on the fire control uh, group or or the pistol grip, if you will, and my thumb near the safety and my finger where it should be off the trigger. So um, that is uh, one of the big benefits to this gun is you can choose which side of the gun you want to run the charging handle on. The other thing that's neat about it is it has a monolithic upper um, that has picatinny rail probably about 
16, 17 inches of Picatinny rail, so you can put tons of mounting surface for red dot optics, uh, low power variable optic for a magnifier, for a thermal, for a uh, laser illuminator or flashlight, whatever you want to put on there. Plus, it has M lock in the three, six, and nine position. Not to mention, um, pretty high on the on the three and the nine o'clock position. So there's two different spots that you can mount. It also has the QD sling swivels out at the end of the handguard and at the back, right behind where the stock attaches to the lower receiver. Um, it hinges open like an AR, which is really cool. And uh, it is the gun of the week. So go over to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down till you find gun of the week, click on it, and then use code G-O-W at checkout for a very special deal on this gun. It's a super cool gun. Um, if you haven't checked out the M10X, you're going to have to look it up. It's a really neat design. And uh, so check it out and get a discount on it by using code G-O-W on checkout. We will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's Federal Ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal Ammunition, a century of innovation. And we're only getting started. Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, self-defense. Let us know what you think by calling or texting the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. This week's winner is Scott B. Look for an email from us on the ammo can with the mystery prize inside, and we're giving away coffee this week, so go over to Rapid Fire Radio to sign up and get the blackout coffee, the 2A Guns and Gadgets blend. You don't want to miss out on that. Wonderful smelling whole bean coffee from some great Second Amendment patriots. And uh, so go over there and check it out. We'll pull the winner next week. And this week's discount code is machine gun. So let's get to the chat. It's been on fire all day. You guys are definitely into talking about guns today. Um, So I appreciate you guys uh, sounding off. And uh, 500 says... uh, it takes all of us to make a great show, Toby. We're a team here. And he was saying this is the best show out there. And I appreciate that. And I definitely couldn't do it without you guys who listen and contribute and chime in all the time. So uh, it's it's great. And uh, we have a lot of people who have been, uh, you know, chiming in each week. And the audience is growing every week. So spread the word far and wide. Tell your friends, neighbors, enemies, and relatives all about Rapid Fire Radio. We'll be able to keep it going. Um, let's see. Uh, the Second Amendment is for everyone. I would agree with that 100%. And uh, let's see here. Um, Brian is listening on the way home from work. Thank you very much. Alan says, uh, what are my thoughts on the FTX guy? And my thoughts, I'm going to keep it short. I think he's going to find himself hanging from a bed sheet when the when the cameras go down and the and the prison guards are on break. That's 
That's just my feeling about that. Uh, um, I think he's going to get suicided, if you know what I mean. Uh, all the BS with the pistol brace is absolutely ridiculous, like always. I would agree with that. Um, did I see any of the live, live stream on Measure 114 yesterday? I did not. Um, I don't know what ended up coming as a result of it. Um, again, it already passed the House and Senate and ballot initiative, I guess. So I don't know what's going to happen as a result of all that. Um, best mass-compliant full-size 9mm handguns. That's a very subjective question. And full-size for what? Is it for competition? Is it for defense? Is it for just plinking at the range? Is it for, um, you know, having fun? I don't know. Uh, that's a little too subjective, Richie. I'd need a little more information on that. My own personal favorites, I think I like the SIG 320 Spectre Comp. That's one that I really like. Um, again, you have to build your own here in Massachusetts because you can't just buy it all done. Uh, that's one. The HKVP9 Optics Ready is a good one. The SIG Legion uh, X5 Legion is a great gun. Uh, the MMP full size nines. I like the five inch long slide with the core, the optic ready. Um, those are pretty cool. So there's tons of good options. Plus, on the cheaper end, you could get like the anything from uh, Canic is really good. The Canic uh, Rival has been a really hot seller for us. Um, that's a great gun. You get a lot of bang for the buck out of the Canic. It's it's an unbelievable pistol uh, for the money. And especially like some of the ones that are all done up by Salient Arms. Salient Arms sells their Glocks for like twenty five hundred bucks. But if you get a Canic that's done up by Salient Arms, it's got their barrel and trigger and mag release, etc. They're like eight hundred bucks. It's unbelievable. So I think it's a good a good uh, good way to go. A lot of people chiming in on what their favorite um, calibers are because of the poll question, which is. Um, what's your favorite caliber? 9, 40, 45, or other? And uh, currently, 9 is still holding steady um, as the most popular. 40 and other are tied for second, but 45 doesn't have a single vote. What's up, guys? There's so many people out there that claim 45 is, you know, the Lord's caliber. It's, it's uh, you know, it's the... The one that you should carry. If you, if you can't carry any other round, carry forty-five. You know. In fact, I actually bought into that uh, Kool Aid. I drank that Kool Aid for a long period of time. I carried a forty-five for about fifteen years before going over to nine millimeter. And back then, the thought process was, um, you know, getting shot with one round of forty-five is you got to have stopping power. It's like getting hit with a sledgehammer in the face, but you can shoot someone in the big toe with a forty-five, and they're going down like a heap. They're going to go down like a heap of ashes on the ground. And, you know, now that we know modern science and what happens to the body, uh, that multiple shot strings of in fire is what ends a threat quickest. So um, I, for that reason, it's more efficient to fire 9 millimeter. so that's why I like it. But anyway, um, they got to get... A new round, five hundred bushwhacker. I'm trying to. I'm dying to try it. Um, and I love all calibers. <laughs> Alan says anything belt fed, uh, twenty two short all the way to fifty BMG. And then Davy, 
is lamenting that 10 millimeter didn't make the list. I thought about putting it there, but I know it wouldn't even make the list. If 45 doesn't have a single vote yet, 10 millimeters certainly wouldn't uh, because, um, well, maybe it would. But I tell you, I sell 20 or 30 45s to every one 10 millimeter in the shop. So uh, everyone loves to hate the 10 millimeter, but also in theory loves the 10 millimeter a lot, but they never buy it or shoot it. So, uh, and I'm, I probably fall into that category. I always say if I ever go out to Alaska again, I'm going to carry a 10 millimeter with me. So there you go. 500 says, I prefer 40 over 9 or 45 if I have to choose. And then G23 says, 40 for life. Uh, Amanda says, trust no three-letter agency. Um, 500 also loves 10 millimeter. Uh, 500 Magnum, I wish FN would make a 10 millimeter pistol. Uh, Well, yeah, they might someday. We'll see how it goes, but... um, Let's see. How you doing, Smeggy? Good to see you. ATF. Oh, we already read that. Um, I have no experience with 10 millimeter either. Unfortunately, I love it regardless because I love all guns. <laughs> there you go. Um, and December 14th, 2010, Border Patrol agent Brian Terry was killed in a firefight with Mexican drug runners. Thanks for dropping that in the chat, uh, G-Webs. Uh, let's see. AOC is talking about abolishing the prison system. Well, that doesn't come as much of a surprise. You've got lots of people who want to release violent thugs onto the streets. Uh, I know the, the one there in Pennsylvania, the Senate, um, what was his name? The, uh, the guy who just won, who had the stroke. What was his name? Fetterman, Fetterman thank you. Uh, he um, wants to release two-thirds of all inmates, or excuse me, a third, wants to release them right away, just third of them, boom, right out on the street. Won't make you any less safe. No, of course not, because those are good people in there. They're doing fine. They're, they're, just, they're just confused. They just, uh, ah! they, they were, they're misunderstood, right? Just misunderstood, yeah. All right, from the chat line, is the SIG 322 available yet? I know it's on the mass roster, but I don't see it on the website. What? Thanks, Mike. Um, yes, that is 100% available. We've had a bunch of them. I don't know why it hasn't made the website. Um, maybe we can do a little research on that, but I would give us a call. We can special order it for you if it's not in stock, but we definitely can get you that. Um, not a problem at all. Uh, let's see. Do firearms using rimfire ammunition require more frequent cleaning than those using centerfire cartridges? Mike and Rochester. Yes, I do believe if you're shooting rimfire, you're going to need to clean the gun more than centerfire cartridges. Unless you're using like cowboy action loads, which are lead and tend to be a little bit smoky. So that can be, you know, kind of similar to the rimfire ammo. You could definitely have... um, have to clean the guns a lot more so that's uh, just the way it is you know <laughs> some guns require a little bit more cleaning but if you get a good f- full metal jacket round a lot of the modern powders are very very good and clean you don't have to clean them quite as much and if you like me you probably never clean them until they break or something goes wrong uh, or until someone yells at me for such a dirty gun but 
Don't be like me in that regard. Clean your guns. And man, that's the end of the first segment. I can't believe it. That's why we call it Rapid Fire. It goes quick. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, the show ends here, but goes on for another hour. So tune in at rapidfireradio.us or call the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. Leave a text, a message, or give us a call when we're recording live. Go over to rapidfireradio.us and ask some questions. And uh, our content, you know, you'll be able to partake in our other online content as well. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. So stay tuned. We'll see you next time or we'll see you on the other side. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Once you're involved in something like this, the stress level... It can tear up a family. He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Coert was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016. To have everything you work for taken away. Coart was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he'd worked for nearly two decades. To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back, and then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best feeling. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. Constitutional carry has become all the rage these days. Apparently, the mainstream media has gotten all over this term, and they're really misinterpreting what it means. And there's something that you need to know as a responsibly armed American. Constitutional carry simply allows you to carry a gun without a permit. That's it. It does not vacate your responsibility of what you're going to do with that gun. Remember, you are responsible for every action you take and certainly every round that comes out of that muzzle. And constitutional carry doesn't take that away. So when we're arguing with anti-gunners who are complaining that constitutional carry makes the world less safe, let's remind them that whether a state has constitutional carry or an over-the-top requirement for you to get your concealed carry permit, none of that takes away your responsibility when you're dealing with a firearm. 
You will be held accountable for your actions as every responsibly armed American should be. So make sure you get the proper training and you know your laws so you're doing the right thing. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in each and every week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. Like us and, like us, like and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms, which... We can be found at Rapid Fire Radio or Cape Gunworks everywhere except on Instagram where CGW underscore backup. The Rapid Fire Radio is also on Instagram, so you can find us there. Uh, But wherever you find your social media or your big tech uh, platforms, you'll be able to find either Cape Gunworks or Rapid Fire Radio. Uh, That's that's how we roll. So make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share to defeat the evil algorithms that try to keep uh, us good people down. And it's interesting to watch what's going on with the Twitter files in the past couple weeks as Elon Musk starts to release how Twitter, just one of the big tech social media platforms, was in fact um, you know, keeping good content down. A lot of the gun industry, a lot of the conservative, um, you know, groups out there were all being shadow banned and they actually talked about how some of the posts that they would put on their pages weren't seen by anybody like they were literally able to make it look to the person who posted it that it was put out there but there was no engagement on any of the posts there was no uh, no one ever saw it and pretty interesting how you know big tech can be that powerful and completely censor um, you know the the voice of people who are using their platforms to to be heard. And, you know, I heard the argument of people who say, yeah, well, they're a private company. They can do what they want. And I get that to a certain extent. That's true. However, when you reach the status of like utility company status and you're basically a monopoly, let's talk about, you know, there's five basically food groups of the big tech world. There's, you know, Google, uh, there's YouTube, there's Twitter, there's, uh, you know, fill in the blank, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want to look at. And Facebook owns Instagram. So they're already a conglomerate. Um, and when they're all colluding uh, to basically make sure information doesn't get released or it's kept down or it's banned or it's, you know, minimized or anyone who posts it gets put in jail or, or deplatformed like we did on Cape Gunworks uh, play, page on Instagram then, you know, this is a major problem. And government... Wide, wide world of sports is going on here. And government is actually a big part of it. They have censored your free speech because they are colluding with these big tech organizations to say, hey, there's another post on here that you need to take down. They're like, we're on it. Don't worry about it. And uh, what's interesting is what's happening with uh, Katie Hobbs and Kyrie Lake in Arizona right now because... Uh, Hobbs was a part of this same tech, big tech collusion. There's emails going back and forth from her and the executives at Twitter and everything else. 
So frankly, this is illegal activity by our government to censor free speech. And I want to see people arrested for this. This is ridiculous. This should be, uh, they should be doing the perp walk. The problem is the foxes are watching the hen house. So the people in control of uh, this information are also the ones in, in charge of putting out the news of the day. Um, but what do you think about it? Call, Give us a call or send us a text, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. Um, we never really completed the thought about uh, Mark Kelly, a Democrat from Arizona, who has refused to co-sponsor the Senate assault weapons ban legislation, but would probably vote for it. Uh, he, he wrote... Um, even to buy an assault weapon, this was a tweet, I think, of his. Even to buy an assault weapon, the background check only takes a few minutes, Kelly said on Facebook. Oh, excuse me, it was Facebook, not Twitter. Scary to think the people buying guns like these without a background check at a gun show or on the Internet. We really need to close the gun show loophole and private seller loophole. Uh, Kelly, a retired Navy captain, and Giffords are both gun owners who have been outspoken about the need for new gun control measures. Americans for Responsible Solutions, their super PAC, that's what it was, Americans for Responsible Solutions, is their super PAC has been running ads featuring Giffords that tout the proposed assault weapons ban and universal background checks. So, number one, the guy is completely fear-mongering because... um, I think he's sophisticated enough to know that what he just said is a complete and utter lie. Like, you don't go to gun shows so that you can do, so you can buy assault weapons, quote unquote, without a background check. Um, they're, what they often refer to as the gun show loophole is, in fact, a private transfer between two private individuals. So, in other words, um, like when you want to privately sell your car, you meet the person who's interested in buying it, you exchange some paperwork, some money, you write up a bill of sale, and you go on your way. That's legal as far as guns are concerned in, I believe, most states. I think it's like 46 or 48 states. There's a few states that have banned private transfers. Even in Massachusetts, private transfers are legal. And so um, they don't amount to uh, major amounts of guns falling into criminals' hands. What they do amount to is an ease of transaction between people who already know each other. So you have two people that know each other, and if you knowingly sell a gun to someone who's a prohibited person, you're in heap big trouble. You're in a lot of big trouble. Um, So that doesn't happen. Why would you put everything that you have worked for in your life in jeopardy just so that you can make 500 bucks to sell a gun to a prohibited person. It doesn't make any sense. So um, what's, what, what does happen all the time is you got a father who wants to pass a gun on to his son or give one to a brother or give one to an uncle or give one to a neighbor or give one to a friend or sell one to a guy at the gun club. And the potential of thousands upon thousands of people that these people know and they know they're gun owners, they know they're not prohibited people, and they can go ahead and do a transaction, perfectly legal and perfectly safe to do so. Um, in some cases, it might even reach the 100,000 level of people that are an associate of yours that you know are gun owners and not prohibited people that you could then sell a gun to. Um, but the government doesn't like that. They want to make sure that they can 
take that right away from you. It's the constant search for a solution to a non-existent problem. That's what all gun control is. They could fix the problem in no time if they wanted to. And what problem am I referring to? I'm referring to the criminal element that gets their hands on guns, that uses them for nefarious reasons and for crime and for terror and for, um, you know, maybe even uh, suicide or mental health reasons. But the point is, they don't want to fix the problem. They want to have the narrative so that they can take your gun incrementally uh, year after year, every voting season, every uh, time there, there is a mass shooting event, they can use it and stand on the bully pulpit for a reason why you shouldn't be allowed to be trusted with them. Even though there's uh, you know, 100 million gun owners in this country that use their guns for lawful reasons every day, um, when one psychopath or a criminal goes out and does something, they want to point to you and lay the blame at your feet and say, this is exactly why we can't trust you with this gun, which I would say the same thing for government. Government shouldn't be trusted with guns either if we're going to use that as the standard because there's plenty of government officials. We already talked about it in the first hour, uh, a la Waco, a la Ruby Ridge, a la Fast and Furious, a la... Um, <laughs> Uh, Operation Fast and Furious, Operation Wide Receiver, the the you know the the history of our government being tyrannical and using their power for nefarious reasons far outshines what I would say the the responsible gun owner in America who have a much better track record in my opinion than government entities and agencies, but um, they don't want to look at their own dirty house. They only want to point fingers at you uh, as you're the reason and you're the responsible for all the evil in this world. But don't let them do it. We're ha- if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license yet, yes, you still have to ask permission in the state of Massachusetts. But we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies-only classes and a couples class January 21st. So sign up at capegunworks.com. We have Keith Langer joining us next. You don't want to miss out. We will be right back. I'm Toby Lee. The firearm for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com slash remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. The phone number, if you want to be a part of the show today, is 508-444-2120. You can call or leave a message or send us a text any hour of the day or night. 
Uh, and our poll of the day is, what's your favorite caliber? 9mm, 40, 45, or other? You can go over to rapidfireradio.us and vote in our poll, or go to Twitter and type in Rapid Fire Radio, all one word. Keith, how are you today? We appreciate you joining the show. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, I got an interesting letter in the mail, um, and this gentleman, uh, who I will remain, who will remain nameless, um, sent me a letter, and he's he's found himself to be in a pickle. And the long and short of it is, uh, during Veterans Day week, he became depressed, um, and he voluntarily called the Veterans Crisis Line. Um, he got into the alcohol and was imbibing a little bit much. Who was he was mourning a couple of his veteran buddies, and uh, he also is a vet. And so, needless to say, he ended up calling the Veterans Crisis Line and uh, just told you know, kind of poured his heart out to them. And they asked if uh, you know, asked him a bunch of questions, and lo and behold, the police show up at his house with an ambulance. And they asked about his firearms, and he said he would agree to temporarily allow them to remove the, the guns from the house. And um, I don't know if they took him into custody or not, but they took the guns. And then they handed him an extreme risk protection order, otherwise known as ERPO or red flag law or something like that. Um, and so they gave you gave it to him, and it was it expired, I guess, that same day or the next day. And after five days, he went down to the police department to claim his property, and he was told he would have to file an appeal. Um, he had his gun license for 30 years without any incident. He has no criminal history. He's always been a responsible gun owner, and he's carefully crafted his life around the, uh, his Second Amendment rights because he was in fear of losing those Second Amendment rights, so he always did things on the straight and narrow. Um, and this... Losing this right is a devastating blow to him, he says. And enclosed are some character letters, which he has about a dozen. He even has doctor's appointment to cover all bases. Um, I don't know what to expect when filing this appeal and what other steps he has to take. He's really scared that if he, he he's going to lose his favorite pastime, which is the Second Amendment and shooting and the whole 2A community around it. He's educated a lot of people on safety and storage and even taught the CBs how to use their saws in the Marines. He wrote uh, character letters for many people to obtain their permits. Uh, and so he's wondering where he should go from here. And so this is definitely outside my my uh, purview, uh, what I would typically say in in something, some situation like this is to reach out to you or a lawyer, you know, a Massachusetts-based lawyer that could help him. Um, and, you know, what he feared, and he sees now why a lot of veterans don't ask for help because they're afraid their rights are going to get taken away. And, you know, uh, number one, I, I think the guy should be able to call a crisis line if he's feeling like like there's a crisis in his life. And the system worked it out, if you ask me, uh, because, you know, he called the line, he got the help he needed, and he's through this rough patch. But I don't think it's any way indicative of his rights should be suspended forever. So what is the process of what he can do to to get his rights back at this point? Well, I have no idea why he wrote you that letter, still less appending all the effluvia, like letters of references and doctor's appointment. That makes no sense whatsoever. 
And for all that, the question is whether he was actually committed or checked himself in, which is probably the more likely of the two. Mm. He if did. he was committed, he has a problem. If he has committed, he was actually committed by a court. He's basically got no more Second Amendment rights because first there's a five-year burn-off period, and then second, it requires finding a physician who will prepare an affidavit stating that you're no longer a threat to yourself or others, which you are not going to get. In the highly unlikely event that you even find a doctor who is willing to do an affidavit stating that, their insurance and or their practice group will not let them issue it. Hmm. He doesn't say whether he, his LTC was suspended or revoked, which is the only thing that would require an appeal. If the ERPO expired, then that's no longer in effect. So we have a lot of superfluous information, well, all he, of it sent to a source that can't do anything about it. I'm not really sure what his goal in life in sending you that letter was. Well, he did send me a copy of the ERPO uh, order, and it says that the court has issued the following order to the respondent that your firearms identification card slash license to carry has been suspended, and you are ordered to immediately surrender any and all licenses to carry firearms, identification cards, firearms, shotguns, machine guns, stun guns, and ammunition in your control, ownership or possession of the local licensing authority serving this order. You are prohibited from possessing or accessing any such items while this order is in effect. A violation of this order is a criminal offense punishable by imprisonment or fine or both. And this None of which is a commitment to a mental health facility. Right. And it says this order was issued after hours without advance notice to the respondent because the court has determined that there is reasonable cause to conclude that the respondent poses a risk of causing bodily injury to self or others by being in possession of a license to carry firearms, uh, a firearm identification card, or having in the respondent's control, ownership, or possession of firearm, rifle, shotgun, machine gun, stun gun, or ammunition. And then it shows who it was signed by. What and co- still, for all that surplusage and boilerplate, it's not a judicial commitment for mental health. No, it is not. And it also says that, um, you know, the date of the order uh, was 11-10, and the expiration of the order was 11-10 at basically uh, 9 a.m. the next morning. This order was set to expire, um, so or he was supposed to appear, I guess. Um, so, you know, the judge's signature was done via phone, um, so it was all done orally, I guess, uh, over the phone. All the ERPOs are, are ex parte. I doubt that it expired after a day. More likely he was supposed to come in for hearing. But again, the question is, what does he expect to do now? And if he's got a notice of suspension, which he does, then obviously the 90-day appeal period kicks in, too, which is not affected by writing letters to gun stores. Yeah. Well, again, I don't know if he knew where to turn, so that's probably why he wrote a letter to me so that I could ask you, which I would point him in your direction anyway, uh, what, where does he go from here? What can he do? What are his options? The options are on every standard denial letter I've ever seen, there's a form letter from the FRB. And you have to file a petition 
for judicial review in the district report and district court serving the town which issued the suspension or revocation. And you have 90 days in which to do that. Okay, so would you suggest he get in touch with you and is that something you could assist him with? It's something that is a significant part of my practice. It's primarily firearms law at this point. And I'm dealing with soft and hard revocations and suspensions now, including one town that thinks it can deny an application over the phone. Wow. Not in writing. It was like last month I told you about we were dealing with a town that thought it could unilaterally suspend an FID card. Wrong. Uh, some of these towns just don't know what they're doing. Others know perfectly well what they're doing. They refuse to do what they're supposed to do and obstruct it. So in those cases, you really need somebody who has a better idea how to play the game. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, I certainly, you know, uh, can understand the average person not knowing where to go if something like this was to happen. Um, He did leave his contact info, which I'll forward over to you. I'll also... Um, reach out to him and tell him I spoke with you. And, and no, that, Don't send anything to me. It's his obligation to, to contact counsel. Roger that. And um, the uh, I'm sure if, if he's that vested in his Second Amendment rights, he's going to do whatever it takes to get it back. But I find it very disheartening, and it's obviously the way the system has been created that um, you know if somebody does go through some tough patch or some tough time, uh, you know, or, or gets depressed in any way, uh, and they try to do the right thing by reaching out for help, they get punished with the fact that they get a suspension of their uh, constitutional rights. I personally think that people should call places like Walk the Talk America or Hold My Gun and, uh, you know, go that route. The good news for this guy is he also had his gun secured and, you know, uh, which is a good idea to do anyway as a responsible gun owner. Make sure your guns are secured from unauthorized access. But just the fact that um, the guns are locked up has helped a lot of people who are, uh, you know, going through a, a, a tough time not act out in, in a way that would um, be catastrophic. Um, so being able to, you know, at least lock your guns up, which it sounds like he did, which is a good good policy, and then reach out for help, which is, again, good policy. The sad thing is he's being, uh, you know, taken to the cleaners for that. And it looks like he's going to have to spend some money in order to get his rights back. Well, anytime you involve the government, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. They go through their checklist. They dot the I's. They cross the T's. They follow procedure. And the procedure is to seize the guns and risk the person off for evaluation because that covers the town from liability. They did their thing. They removed the danger. The more insidious threat is through ATF, where they descend upon people like this poor unfortunate and prevail upon them to sign a voluntary relinquishment of rights. This form puts them on the Nick's denial list. Mm. Uh, again they're from the government and they're there to help yeah no doubt about it so whenever there's an ERPO signed they're automatically put on the do not sell list is by the ATF or 
if they do their job correctly, that's where that'll end up. Well, if you're under a restraining order, that's automatic. The form I'm talking about is entirely separate, mm -hmm. and it is voluntary. So you don't have to be under an ERPO necessarily, but that would certainly put you on their radar. Mm -hmm. Anybody seeking some sort of help, if you remember back a couple of years ago, a lot of vets would have their son or their daughter put on their account. So they didn't have to go to the bank because their son or their daughter was handling their accounts for them. ATF decided that was indicia of mental incompetence and was pulling firearms rights simply for fiscal convenience. Mm, yes. This is more of the same. Yeah, exactly. Well, all right. Well, hopefully this guy will be able to get some help. I'm going to certainly send him your way. And, uh, you know, I hope that it all works out well and a, that he gets the help he needs, and B, uh, that his rights are restored to him. And uh, we appreciate you doing the good work for the people who find themselves in this situation. And uh, if someone else finds themselves in this situation, how could they reach out to you, Keith? Put my name in your search engine of choice and go to my website, Keith at KGLangerlaw.com. Use the email. The website itself is KGLangerlaw.com. Or call the office, 508-384-8692. Again, 508-384-8692. Awesome. Thanks so much, Keith, and we'll talk to you next time. And remember, we're, we're moving Rapid Fire to a podcast-only show. So you can always tune in at rapidfireradio.us. We will be off the airwaves soon, so tune in at rapidfireradio.us and sign up for an email alert whenever we go live. I want to thank you guys for listening, and we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com. And find us online at facebook.com slash safe. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. Make sure you give us a call and tell us what you think of this show. 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can leave a message if we're not broadcasting live. You can also send us a text, ask your question. 
And this week's winner, Scott B. Look for an email from us on the ammo can with the mystery gift inside. And we are giving away some blackout coffee this week. We got the 2A Guns and Gadgets blend. It's a medium roast coffee. Smells absolutely delicious. It's a whole bean coffee. So go ahead and sign up to win. And we're going to pull the winner next week. Uh, This week's code on the discount code for the uh, website is machine gun. So if you want to purchase anything on our website, put in machine gun, you get a very special discount. And if it's over 300 bucks, you're going to get free shipping. I don't know how we do it and how much longer we can do it for, but for now, that's the best deal we got. So you want to check it out. Um, all right. Well, let's get to the chat because uh, I have been dominating the conversation today, especially once I uh, put uh, Keith in there and I appreciate his contribution to the show. Um, let's see. How long does the private seller have to take ownership of the firearm before being able to sell? This would be a great question for Keith as well. But the good news for you is there's no time period laid out in law. So I would say moments, but I would caution you from buying a gun and then turning around and selling it to your buddy. That could be considered a straw purchase, especially if your buddy is a prohibited person, that is definitely a straw purchase in which you will not, it won't end well for you. However, if you buy a gun, you take it and you shoot it for whatever length of period of time or you own it for whatever length of period of time and you're like, ah, this isn't the one I should have bought. I should get something else. I'm going to sell it to a buddy. That's perfectly legal. In other words, you weren't purchasing it to start for somebody else. Um, now with that being said, can you buy a gun as a present? The answer to that is yes. Now the ATF has told me that they would prefer you just buy a gift card in the amount of the gun and the person comes in and uses the gift card for the gun. That's a lot cleaner. Things don't get screwed up. However, we do live in Massachusetts where it is absolutely required of you to have a license in order to buy a gun. Unconstitutionally, I might add. But you can't buy a gun without a license to carry or an FID card. So you, you know, if you bought a gun, say a wife buys a gun for her husband or a kid buys a gun for his father or his father buys a gun for his kid, there's nothing that says you can't do that. And in Massachusetts, you're allowed to do four private transfers a year. So you could buy the gun, do the background check, take possession of the gun, wrap it up under the Christmas tree, put it there. Obviously, it'll have to be locked and make sure it's not uh, there for unauthorized access. Um, And then they could open it on Christmas morning, and then you could do a uh, face-to-face transaction through the mass gun transaction portal. So that's different from buying a gun for somebody who's not able to own it. That is not considered a straw purchase. However, even with that scenario I just outlaid, the ATF has recommended you just buy the gift card in the amount of the gun, and let them come in and do all the paperwork to begin with. That way, it couldn't be misconstrued as a straw purchase. And I would I would say that's probably the best advice in this zero-tolerance policy of the ATF, the era in which we live. So there you go. Thomas is wondering, can I legally own a VP9SK? 
if I purchased it from an FFL in pieces and assemble and register it. And yes, there's nothing that says you cannot own any handgun as long as it doesn't violate the assault weapons ban or the large capacity magazine ban. Um, so you could ha- if you were able to buy an SK, a VP9 SK from a dealer as a frame, and then you purchased a slide and you put it all together and you registered it with set within seven days, you're perfectly legal, legally able to own that gun in Massachusetts because the restriction on that gun is at the dealer level. Dealers are restricted from selling you a gun, um, a specific gun that's not on the mass approved weapons roster, which by the way is unconstitutional and that is being challenged by the firearms policy coalition. So hopefully that'll come to fruition soon. Um, But the good news is uh, I think the, the whole approved weapons roster and attorney general's regulations should be found unconstitutional once it has its day in court in light of the uh, the New York State Rifle and Pistol v. Bruin case. Uh, Amanda's giving us some advice. Never open the door. Yeah, that's good advice. You know, just say, hey, uh, sorry, not opening the door. Um, and uh, Alan says, yep, they do it everywhere. ATF has a chart. Um, let's see, uh, fun with a gun is saying his favorite caliber is 357. Would that be 357 Magnum or 357 Sig? Just throwing that out there. Um, and Richie wants to know if we have any CZ P10s available and I do not. There's only one that's on the mass compliant weapons roster and it's the CZ, uh, P10F competition. Uh, it's optic ready, and I believe it has a compensator, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and those are the only ones that are mass compliant. So uh, let's see. Um, someone is commenting on Keith Langer's profile picture, which is him wearing a flamethrower and ripping a big old flame. Uh, so that is pretty cool. And that looks like the the real military-grade flamethrowers, not the ones that we sell in here as long-range torches and weed control and fire pit starters, although those are pretty cool too. Uh, they make you get a permit to protest in public spaces. Oppression is a re- and revenue are the game. Uh, that's a good point, um, which I, f- I think will eventually be deemed unconstitutional because we have that... Um, 1948 case in Pennsylvania. Uh, what the heck was it? I'm trying to remember the case law. Murdoch v. PA. I believe it was uh, PA v. Murdoch. 1948, I believe. And uh, that basically says you cannot tax a constitutional right. Um, I'm going to Google that while I'm talking. But... Uh, I can't, uh, <laughs> I apparently can't talk and type at the same time. You don't it, need an AR-15. It looks like it was actually 1943. Um, so this was a uh, case that was re- regarding uh, somebody who was soliciting uh, and uh, pamphleteering. It was a Jehovah's Witness going around to people, knocking on doors, and the Supreme Court ruled that the city or the town cannot 
require solicitors obtain a license because it infringed upon the First Amendment right of free speech and the free exercise of religion. So, the you know, people got annoyed that the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses were going door to door and asking for monetary com- contributions and in exchange for their Watchtower magazine, et cetera, et cetera. And so they were like, we'll fix this. We'll just charge them a fee and tax them, basically. And, and uh, well, it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and uh, the court believed that licensing a the free exercise of your constitutional right is a violation of your constitutional rights. So uh, this is very interesting to me, and it should also make all taxing, licensing, and charging a fee or selling a permit as it relates to uh, firearms schemes, it should make those all unconstitutional. Um, If they want to issue a license, it should be free. And frankly, I don't see how they can put a license um, on a constitutional right. Again, go ahead and apply that to any other constitutional right and see where it lands. Uh, It would be thrown out of court on its head quickly. And now that all gun law has to be looked through strict scrutiny, the lens of strict scrutiny, it should also be thrown out on its head because it is unconstitutional. You cannot license, tax, sell a permit, or charge a fee for a constitutional right. Thank you, uh, Murdoch v. Pennsylvania, 1943. But tyrants don't care about that. In fact, there was an article uh, today on I think it was bearing arms about a um, a court which is ignoring the whole Bruin decision and basically said that gun control is not an infringement upon your right, which is crazy if you think about it. Uh, It absolutely is. And uh, I'm trying to find the uh, article right now, but um, it was basically saying that, oh, yeah, this judge... This rogue judge, if you will, uh, has has basically said that, oh yeah, gun control is perfectly fine. It doesn't violate your your civil rights in any way, shape, or form. Your constitutional rights in any way, shape, or form. And it's like, huh? Where's this guy been hiding? And what's going to happen to this guy who is, you know, making decisions that go contrary to what the Supreme Court has has said? Um, I would like to see him disbarred and taken off, removed from the bench. How many remember, uh, boy, it had to be 15 years ago now, the Chief Justice of Alabama, um, what was his name, uh, refused to take the Ten Commandments out of his courtroom, which, by the way, the Ten Commandments are in hundreds, if not thousands of courtrooms throughout the country. But this guy really ruffled some feathers along the way. Um, and he refused, he had this beautiful monument made right in the rotunda of the courtroom, courthouse, and it was a, uh, yeah, Chief Justice Roy Moore, thank you, and um, he's a brilliant man, by the way, if you ever look at any videos of his, I watched him recite the entire Constitution by, from memory, Um, it was pretty incredible, and uh, guy who's passionate about justice, passionate about the law of the land, passionate about our country, but anyway, he was—he refused to take the Ten Commandment display out of the rotunda of the courthouse, and they—they they removed him from the bench. 
he said, well, you're done. And the federal uh, court system removed him from the bench. So I'm wondering if that's going to happen to all these these judges that refuse to abide by the law or of the ruling of the Bruin decision. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, on the way out here, go over to capegunworks.com and you can buy gift cards online. So to buy a gift card, the system will email yourself or whoever you're giving the gift card for. Everyone loves gift cards around the holiday season, so go to capegunworks.com slash gift cards and get one for those that you love today. We'll be right back. I'm Toby Wigg. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Phone number here is 508-444-2120. The poll of the day is, what is your favorite caliber? 9mm, 40, 45, or other? And the results of that I'll talk about in a minute, but go over to rapidfireradio.us and vote in the poll, or go to Twitter, type in Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, and you'll find us. And by the way, while you're there, like and subscribe and retweet and get the word out. Um, and interestingly enough, in my Twitter feed, uh, this guy I follow called Gunlover uh, popped up and it says 45 ACP because sometimes short, fat, and slow will get the job done, uh, will do the job. And so they're advocating the 45 ACP, which by the way, 45 ACP has now got some votes on the poll. So the poll is still 9 millimeter is holding steady at 50%. We got about 12.5% at 40 SNW. We got another 12.5% at 45 ACP. About 25% average are voting for other. Yes. Um, and let's see. Uh, you are fake news. Keith Langer's favorite caliber is 22, of course. 45 and 06 for serious calibers. All right. There you go. Um, Let's see. Eric, thanks for chiming in. He says, Cape Gunworks is the finest 2A shop I've had the pleasure to visit in my 40 years of shooting. Well, I take that as a great compliment, uh, Eric. I do not um, take that for granted. 
and I appreciate it. Um, that that's very nice of you to say. And uh, like I said, I I I know you've been uh, in the shooting world for almost as long as I've been alive. So I take that as a, a very fine compliment. Just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> uh, Spell and error says post ban AR-15 collapsible stock and flash hider. Can I inherit this rifle from my father if he passes away? If it is post ban, I highly recommend it get neutered. And yes, there is a way for you to inherit that rifle if he passes away, as long as he's in this state. If he's out of state, then no. And if you're not in this state, then you don't have to worry about it. But if you're in Massachusetts and he's in Massachusetts, he has a license to carry, you have a license to carry, then you can inherit it. However, if, you know, I, I don't mean to sound crass about this, but if it's if it's something that's eminent or close, I would say get the paperwork done before he passes away because it's easier. Just go to the uh, EFA 10 portal and uh, go ahead and do that or have him write it in a will that he wishes to uh, pass this rifle on to you in, in the, uh, at the time of his passing. So not to be so uh, rude about it or crass about it, but um, I, would, I would certainly recommend you do that. Uh, don't forget to use code GOW for the gun of the week. We talked about that M&M M10X in the first hour. You can check that out. It's awesome. Shoot 762 by 39 takes pre-band AR mags, and you can buy it at a very special deal on the Gun of the Week banner on RapidFireRadio.us, and type in GOW for the code, and you'll get a very special discount on it. All right, we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day uh, so far, and we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you tune in and uh, like and subscribe on all of our social media pages. And remember that we're moving Rapid Fire to a podcast-only situation. So after the first of the year, you might not hear my sparkling voice on the air anymore. You might have to go over to the website, sign up for when we go live. And Smeggy, as he points out, get everybody to the live show anyway. It's way more fun to interact and uh, talk, you know, take questions and give input than listening to a recording on the radio. That's that's the way I feel. Live is always better, right? Um, so get on over to the live show and or listen to it as a podcast. Uh, DRBR is asking how many days till Lamora and Andrea show. God help us all. Yeah, I think they get sworn in right in the first couple weeks of January, if, if the third or the sixth or something like that. I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, it's not a time that we're looking forward to. 
Uh, you got a couple weeks left to get what you want. <laughs> I'm not saying things are going to turn overnight, change overnight like a light switch, but uh, hopefully nothing changes and we can maintain the status quo. But we're going to have an administration that is very hostile to firearms ownership, and that's the way it is. Um, hopefully uh, things won't change too suddenly. But I would strongly suggest you get what you want while you can. Uh, I love the Smith & Wesson Shields. They are low in capacity, but man, they're awesome in my opinion. I agree, but the Shield Plus is awesome because it's 10 rounds. In a free state, it's 13 rounds. And they're also making it in 30 Super Carry, I believe. Uh, it's not mass compliant in 30 Super Carry, but it is in the Shield EZ. So the 30 Super Carry has a much higher capacity. I think it's 15 rounds in the Shield Plus configuration. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Chris is saying he's a big fan of the HKs, but there's nothing wrong with the MMPs. Um, and Smeggy's saying the, that the 114, uh, ruling 114, the decision is to extend the injunction come Friday. Cool. Court will hear evidence about extending the injunction on the purchase permit on December 23rd. Uh, and G23 will live stream it on the 23rd. Awesome. That's great. Um, we will definitely have to tune into that because I think you were mentioning that they were talking about that and I couldn't find the stream anywhere. So uh, yesterday when I was on with Grace Curley, uh, you guys were saying that they were live streaming it and I just couldn't find it. So that's good to hear that G23 will, will be streaming it. So awesome. Uh, 500 loves the 45 ACP and uh, Walla says, I love big, loud rifle calibers, 762 by 54 r and 30-odd-6. Yeah, the 7.62x54R is an absolute flamethrower of a round. It's loud. It's big. It's, you know, boisterous. It barks. Um, it's pretty cool. And G-Web says he carries the 357 and the 45, but he hasn't voted yet. Well, you got to get in on that poll. Um, and which is it if you have to choose what's your favorite? I carried both of those, by the way. I used to carry the 357 Magnum in uh, my Ruger GP100 with a 4-inch barrel. Uh, and at the time, I probably weighed 160 pounds soaking wet. So I'm sure that thing printed like a tumor on my body. Um, and then I went to the Colt 1911, the one I have sitting on my desk here. It was the Combat Commander which was my first pistol I ever bought. And I felt like I was, uh, you know, went on a diet. It was this sleek gun on my hip with the Galco Fletch holster with a thumb brake in a nice paddle configuration. Man, I felt like I felt like it was, you know, basically a plastic comb in my back pocket after carrying that GP100 around. And then I went to a striker-fired pistol, and the rest is history. So, um, yeah. And now I'm inside the waistband, not outside the waistband. But anyway, I digress. Fun with a gun says, Canik is awesome. I ran 600 rounds through it on the range in one trip just to see how it performs. And not one malfunction. And I think it was because of the... Oh, one malfunction. Uh, but I think it was because of the limp wrist. Awesome, awesome guns. Absolutely. And Travis is saying, 45 all the way. And there's a lot of people with that sentiment. Um, 
Davey says, I love the 10 millimeter out of my Glock 20. Good caliber, especially in bear country. Uh, Chris is saying, I'm still working on my 20 millimeter. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite the, actually, I have a round up there, a 20 millimeter round. It's, it's a monster. No, I've shot many of the 10 millimeters, Luke. Um, in fact, there's a video on YouTube of me taking on Rob Pincus on, uh, Toby Takes on the World with a 10 millimeter Nighthawk. It was the Nighthawk Falcon. And, uh, I won't, I won't give you a spoiler alert. I just heard a gun fall off the shelf out there. I hate it when that happens. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I love 10 millimeter. It's a, it's a great, great round. Uh, Aaron's saying, I brought my son into this, to his first time ever shooting a firearm. The guys at the range were impressive how they handled us. He's a dyed-in-the-wool liberal that doesn't believe in guns, and it was fun. Well, that's cool. That's a win. You get a liberal in that doesn't believe in guns. Um, you're going to win them over by how fun it is to shoot. That's awesome, man. That's that's progress. That is uh, spreading, casting your net upon the waters and bringing people in under the tent of the 2A community. So I think I applaud you for that. That's awesome. There's no better way to, uh, to make someone a convert of the second amendment than to take them shooting. So, uh, there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> a lot of questions are, did he love it? Uh, let's just say he liked it and would come back again is what Aaron says. Uh, that tells me he's open to the idea. So I keep pressing him ever so slightly. Nice. Very good deal. Uh, that's, that's, that's a huge win, Aaron. And, uh, as I'm watching TV, uh, on my TV and phone, I'm clearing my pews. <laughs> All right. Um, any thoughts on the gun buybacks happening at six locations in mass from goals, Instagram post the other day. Um, I have not seen that. And uh, guns for gift cards help make our community safer. Uh, yeah, so you can go to Dorchester, Roslindale, Boston, South Boston, Dorchester, and East Boston. Um, and basically uh, give a gun, get a $100 gift card, anonymous drop-off, no questions asked. Huh, this is interesting. Um, and a Gun Owners Action League, uh, points out that apparently the government doesn't care that these are completely illegal in Massachusetts. I want to have a gun buyback program. I'll give a hundred bucks, no questions asked for any guns that walk in the door. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. And if one of these guns were used in a shooting, home invasion, or robbery, get out of jail free and a gift card. Yeah, uh, so they're probably going to go to the ATF where they're going to destroy all the Fast and Furious guns. They're going to destroy these guns with it. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if this will work with the 3D-printed ghost guns. Hmm. Well, well, uh, if so, I could probably make a contribution. Um the greatest danger to America's freedom is a government that ignores the Constitution. Yes, amen. Instead of taking guns away, we need to hand them out like candy and arm as many good guys and gals as possible. I'd agree with that. Um, the greatest danger to American freedom 
is a government that ignores the Constitution, President Thomas Jefferson. Thank you, Billy, for that. They locked up all the criminals. They wouldn't be able to blame the law abiding for their actions. That's true. So it's it's a self-defeating uh, uh, policy. That's why they don't care about it. All gun deaths are around 30,000. 20-plus thousand are suicides. They focus on less than 10,000 murders and accidents as their justification for the persecution of gun ownership. And they call it an epidemic. It is a gun epidemic in our communities. Um, anyway, we'll continue the chat on the other side. It is the end of the show, so if you're listening on the radio, you're done here. But we're going to pick it up on the other side, so you got to get signed up for whenever we go live. Always tune in at rapidfireradio.us. Call or text the Rapid Fire line. It's 508-444-2120. Keep up the good fight. Support your local community. Be an advocate. Put on the face of responsible gun ownership in your community and take someone new to the range. I'll see you next time. Together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary. God bless, and we'll see you next time.